Welcome back to For You and For Me, an alternative way to listen to Monsignor Karen Harrington's homilies. I'm Dave Plisky, and this past Sunday was the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. At Mass, we heard the beginning of a passage from Jeremiah known as Jeremiah's Interior Crisis, St. Paul's Sacrifice of Body and Mind from the Book of Romans, and the first prediction of the Passion and the Conditions of Discipleship from the Gospel of Matthew. Here are Monsignor's thoughts. You duped me, O Lord, and I allowed myself to be duped. These are the words of the prophet Jeremiah, often referred to as the reluctant prophet, and we can see why. Uh, He's young. He seems to be inexperienced. He recognizes all of his inadequacies for the task ahead. And of course, he is right to be concerned about these things because a prophet is never well received. A prophet is never well received because they're always saying, change the way in which you are living your life. And most of us do not want to change the way in which we are living our life. We're quite content in the living of our life the way we are, despite the fact that it might ultimately bring us unhappiness. The challenge for us is is to see that the prophet is not seeking to restrict our freedom, but is it calling us to a deeper level of intimacy and therefore a deeper level of freedom in the Lord. This is the challenge of all those who are prophets. And it's no surprise that Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you stone the prophets and kill those who are sent to you. Jesus reminds us uh, of the, the passage of history that all the prophets shared because they call to conversion is not well received. And the truth is, it's not well received for you and for me. I, as a priest, I'm called to continual conversion, simplicity of life, to be of service to other people. And you know what? What's the most and precious commodity I have? My time. And what's the biggest challenge? To give my time to other people. You may have a different challenge, but for you and for me, the question is, is the call to conversion, to, to move beyond the complacency that we find in our life. This is what a prophet calls us to? How is it that we move beyond our current circumstances to enter into a more deeply intimate relationship with Christ? And of course, this is what we hear from St. Paul to the Romans. How can our life be a life of sacrifice? Most of us don't want to sacrifice. We see sacrifice as something which is painful and not particularly meaningful. But yet, as a Christian, if we can see that our sacrifice and whatever suffering we're enduring, that that can be for the greater good, This then gives meaning and gives purpose. But, you know, we can easily become discouraged and say, I just can't get this Christian thing down. Of course, if we can't, uh, we can take a look at the example of St. Peter. Peter was one who was not open to conversion as well. After all, he's been walking with the Lord for three years. He's been listening to the teaching. He's been seeing the great works of the Lord. And then when the Lord is saying that I have to go and suffer and die, Peter says, nope, that can't be part of your plan. He's unwilling to accept the fulfillment of what the Messiah is calling us to. This, then, is why Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You are my accuser. You're thinking with a merely human mind. You're not thinking as God thinks. This is the circumstance that Peter finds himself in. And the truth is, is we know that Peter, his whole life, even after the resurrection, hasn't been able to really grasp that point. We know uh, from from the apocryphal text that even as he's faced his his own demise in Rome, he was leaving, walking out of the city, and he encounters a figure. He doesn't know who it is, and he kind of recognizes him as Christ. And he says, Quo Vadis, where do you go? I'm going to Rome to be crucified. 
This is Jesus speaking again to Peter, who then recognizes his need for ultimate conversion, the need for ultimate conversion, which would be in his life as he hung upside down on the cross crucified. Today, brothers and sisters, as we consider these passages, maybe we want to acknowledge our role by virtue of our baptism to be a prophet. The role of a prophet is not simply the priest, the priest at mass. All of us are priests, all of us are prophets, all of us are kings by virtue of our baptism. Each of us who are Christian are called to bring about, to proclaim the message of repentance. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to beat people over the head. But it does mean that our life has to be a sign of contradiction. And so right now, I would ask you to think about, is there a relationship in your life that you have not forgiven somebody? Is there a grudge? Is there a hardship? Is there some alienation that's going on? Maybe someone who has hurt you and you justly are angry with them. Well, have you forgiven them? See, the life of repentance and reconciliation is, is to bring about that reconciliation. And so for a Christian... You can't not be talking to your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, an aunt or an uncle. This is unacceptable for a Christian. It is unchristian to live as one who has not forgiven. And so we can say, how is it that I can get beyond this challenge in my life? If I'm a Christian and I'm a young person, I'm living in New York City and I know it's very expensive, the cost of housing, you know, can I be living with my girlfriend? then I'm not a sign of contradiction. If I'm living like everybody else, I'm not a sign of contradiction. If I'm living with my girlfriend or I'm living with my boyfriend, we're called to be signs of contradiction in the midst of the world. If I'm somebody who's struggling with a same-sex uh, same attraction and I'm engaging in same-sex relations, am I challenged as a Christian to say that I must move beyond this relationship? I don't want to hear these things. I don't want to be challenged in these ways. Well, it's understandable. None of us do. But this is the role of the prophet. The role of the prophet is to be a question mark for you and for me. And we don't want the question mark. We want all the answers nicely, cleanly put in a package and wrapped up so that we might go about our daily business as though nothing has changed. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, the gospel has to change us. The scriptures has to change us. Now, the challenge is, is never to say to somebody, you're not a Christian, you're not a Christian. That's not our role. We're not called to judge other people and say where they're at in their walk with God. But what we can say is that the scriptures are meant to convict us. And so as we're sitting here and we're listening to this podcast, if I'm not causing you to maybe be a little angry, if I'm not causing you to maybe feel a little uncomfortable, then I'm not doing my job. Because I'm called to be a question mark. But you're called to do the same for me. You're called to say, Father, how is your life like Christ's life? How is it that you're detached from your possessions? How is it that you're detached from all those elements in your life that kind of prop up your role as a priest and a member of the community? This is what the challenge is for us, is that conversion is meant to rip us out of those things that make us comfortable and call us to a deeper level of intimacy with God the Father. And so, brothers and sisters, this is how then we became a living sacrifice. Let's pre prepare ourselves for a little exercise. How much time do we spend with God? It's our most precious commodity. How much time do I spend in prayer? 
How much time do I devote to meditation, to study of the scriptures, to study of his word? If we believe that my soul is thirsting for the Lord, well, then we'd be spending more time than we are. And if we believe that God has indeed transformed my life, then I am not willing of any sacrifice. There is no cost which is too high to make a return to the Lord. But we take heart. Peter is our brother. He walked with Christ for three years and still couldn't get it. And Jesus, despite the fact that he might have rebuked him and said, get behind me, Satan, he loved him. And he suffered and died for him on the cross. And one day, Peter would become who the first of the apostles would become our first pope. And so we take comfort that where we are now is not where we will be ultimately. For Jeremiah, Jeremiah was reluctant and the Lord duped him. And something tells me, brothers and sisters, that he's going to dupe you and me as well. May God bless you. Certainly something to think about. I'm thinking about who I may not have forgiven. For You and For Me is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. If you like what you hear, rate and review us on iTunes. It makes a big difference. Until next week, for Monsignor Karen Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by for you and for me.